there's an experiment I've wanted to do for quite a while now. I've wanted to find my staunchest conservative friend and my staunchest liberal friend and sit them at the same table and look at them and say, God wants both of you in heaven. I've wanted to find someone who believes uh, that women uh, deserve to be in leadership within the church, possibly a female pastor, and, and find somebody who strongly opposes that and sit them at the same table and say, God wants both of you in heaven. I've wanted to find an immigrant who has uh, uh, worked in this country for a while and find somebody who is completely against immigration and thinks it's horrible for our country. I've wanted to sit both of them at a table and say, God wants both of you in heaven. I've wanted to sit a Black Lives Matter supporter and a Blue Lives Matter supporter at the same table and say, God wants both of you in heaven. I want to find people who completely oppose one another, who completely stand for different things, who completely disagree on everything, and sit them at a table and say, God wants both of you in heaven. You see, at Mid-City Church, one of our values is kingdom diversity. Now, you probably have seen it on the wall behind me. Uh, we, have, we have it on our wall for our worship team to see every time we record, and, and I'm sure you've seen it at times. It, it's, a, it's an important value for us. We value kingdom diversity. See, we believe that the kingdom of God is more diverse than we can even begin to imagine. I want to say that again. We believe that the kingdom of God is more diverse then we can even begin to imagine. And because of that, because of that, I want to sit two people at a table who completely oppose one another and be able to say the kingdom of God is so diverse that God wants both of you in heaven. Now, let me explain uh, where this value comes from for us. In Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, it says this, John, the author of it, he says this, I looked and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and people and languages. And they were standing before the throne and before the lamb robed in white with palm branches in their hands. Now, did you catch it? Did you, did you catch what's happening here? John, the author, he, he, in the book of Revelation, has a vision of heaven and what heaven looks like. And some scholars even argue that he has a vision about the end times, and, 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 and he, he, he has this vision of heaven. It says he's in the throne room of God. He has this vision of heaven, and what he sees is people of every nation, of every tribe, of every language. Did you hear the diversity in what he saw? As he describes the kingdom of God, he describes a place that is diverse with people of every nation, every tribe, and every language. Now, to be fair, I decided I'd do some uh, uh, a word search on this word every and, and see what word was used for it in Greek and what it actually meant. You know, maybe it doesn't necessarily mean the diversity that we're talking about. And, and here's what I found. The word that's used is the word pantos, 
And it's, it's used throughout the, the entire New Testament. The Gospels talk about it. Paul's letters talk about it. The book of Revelation talks about it. it it's throughout the old, uh, the, uh, it's, it's all throughout the New Testament. And here's what I find very interesting. I found three definitions for this word. The first one is um, the whole, like the whole group of people, the, the whole congregation, right? It meant uh, to talk about a group of people and saying the, that whole body of people. The second definition I found for it was all, all of them. The third one I found was every, as in uh, every single person from every single tribe, from every single language, from every single nation. This word that John uses literally means everyone, every every nation, every tribe, every language, every people. You see, the picture he paints, the picture that he sees is that the kingdom of God is diverse, more diverse than we can even begin to imagine or count. The kingdom of God is diverse. Now, here's the deal. If we are to bring about heaven here and now for people, if we are to help people experience heaven here and now, then we have to embrace the diversity that is the kingdom of God. If we are going to help people catch a glimpse of heaven here and now in their daily lives and their struggles and whatever it is they're going through, if we are going to be a people that brings about heaven here and now, then we have to embrace the diversity that is the kingdom of God. You see, we, we cannot help people experience heaven here and now, if we don't accept people who are a different race than us. We can't help people experience heaven here and now if we can't accept people who are of a different political affiliation than us. We, we can't help people uh, experience heaven here and now if, they don't have, if we don't accept people who have different views than us. We, we cannot help people experience heaven here and now if we don't accept the diversity that is the kingdom of God. Look, let me be very clear. And if this is all you take from my sermon, I'm okay with it. Let me be very clear. Any view of heaven that does not make room for all people, and I, I literally mean all people, any view of heaven that does not make room for all people is a view of heaven that is short of what heaven actually looks like. Heaven is diverse. The kingdom of God is diverse. And if we are going to bring about the kingdom of God, if we're going to bring about heaven here and now for all people, then we have to embrace that same diversity. John is very clear in his vision of heaven. There was a multitude that he couldn't count made up of uh, people from every nation and every language and every tribe. Heaven is diverse. And because of that, we have to make room for the other. We have to make room for those whom we disagree with. We, we have to make room for those we have nothing in common with. We, we have to leave room for those who have hurt us. We have to leave room even for people that we assume are sinners. The kingdom of God is diverse. And we have to embrace the diversity that is the kingdom of God.
Now, let me tell you, this is why it's so important that we do. Inviting anybody to experience heaven here and now, but saying that it's okay to not embrace diversity, saying that it's okay to exclude some, saying that it's okay to assume that heaven only looks like the people that agree with us, saying and believing that and helping people experience any version of that is inviting people to experience a fake version of heaven. And if we're going to bring about heaven here and now, we want them to experience the, a, a true version of heaven, not something that falls short of it. You see, we have to broaden our understanding of who is invited and welcome into the kingdom of God. We have to broaden our understanding of who God invites into relationship with him. Because here's the deal. God invites all people. God invites every single one of us, every single one of you. God invites all people into relationship with him. And because God invites us into relationship with him, that means we're all invited into the kingdom of God. We're all being invited into heaven. Every single one of us has received that invitation. And if we believe that that's true, we have to believe the kingdom of God is diverse. We have to make room for people who disagree with us. We have to make room for people that, that we would never spend time with here on earth. We have to make room for the other because the kingdom of God is diverse, because heaven is diverse, because we want to bring heaven about here and now, and we have to embrace its fullness. Now, I want you to really think about that for a second. I want you to think about somebody you despise. Think about somebody that you can't talk about politics because you lose your temper. Think about the people who have hurt you emotionally and maybe even physically. Think about the other in your life. God is inviting them to be in relationship with him. Therefore, God is inviting them into heaven. Look, I hope that the day I get to heaven, I hope that I will run into people there who have hurt me, who have uh, made me feel like less than, because it means two things. It means that uh, who they used to be is, is no longer who they are today, because there's no other way uh, to be in relationship with God. Like we, we can't be in relationship with God and not experience any sort of transformation. And we can't uh, uh, fully accept heaven unless we are able to leave those things behind or at least be willing to leave, uh, leave those things behind. And so I hope that, that when we get to heaven that I'll be able to look at people and say, I am so glad to see you here. And here's the reality a lot of people there are probably going to say the same thing about me. Oh, Fernie made it. Looks like he's changed. Looks like he's invited God into his life. Looks like he took uh, that next step with God and realized that God was inviting him into the diversity that is the kingdom of God. God is inviting all of us into relationship with him. And therefore, we've all received an invitation to heaven. See, whether you like it or not, king, the kingdom of God, heaven is diverse. God is literally calling all of us 
to be in relationship with him. And by that simple act of love that God has given us, we have all received this invitation to experience heaven. And because we are a people that is working to bring about heaven here and now, we're going to embrace that same diversity. A diversity that's not just for some end days. It's for today. Beloved, if we're going to bring about heaven here and now, we have to stop excluding people. We have to stop making assumptions about who's in and who's out. We have to stop assuming that we're right and everybody else is wrong. If we're going to bring about heaven here and now, then we have to realize how diverse it is and we have to be willing to embrace it. Last weekend, I was uh, having dinner with a friend and we were watching football and and halfway through the commercials, uh, um, an advertisement came out, a commercial came out for one of the uh, uh, presidential candidates. And uh, as we were talking, she looked at me and she said, what do you think about him? And look, I want to be honest with you. In that moment, I took a deep breath, right? Like, I thought about my words closely. And and as I prepared to talk, I, I, I had this gut feeling that that friendship was about to end. I had this gut feeling that we were going to stand on on, uh, opposing sides of the aisle, that we were going to disagree about it, and that that night was going to be the last time we would be friends. But I took my deep breath, and I shared with her where I stood and and my concerns and my struggles, and, and, and that started this conversation where she was willing to listen to me and affirm some of my thoughts. And, and, and because of that, I was able to affirm some of her thoughts. And we had this really awesome conversation in which we realized that there is room in this world for both of us to coexist. And it's not just about manners. It's not just about politeness. It's because that's what the kingdom of God looks like. See, what my friend taught me last weekend was that there is room for all of us to disagree but still belong. And it's not just something that happens in heaven someday. It's something that we're being invited to experience here and now. Beloved, that's what it means to embrace the diversity that is the kingdom of God. It means to make room for the other. It makes to, uh, we, we're willing to leave room for the ones we disagree with. It means that even the people we think don't deserve to be in heaven, that, that we're going to uh, make room for them as well. Because God has made room for them. And if God has made room for them, then who are we to limit the space? Who are we to limit the diversity? Who are we to say that certain people aren't invited into this good news? Beloved, I pray that as a church, we will be a church who brings about heaven here and now for all people. And I mean it, all people. May it be so. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, I I give you thanks that your love for us is so wide that all of us have been invited to be in relationship with you. God, I give you thanks that you love us so much 
to not leave any of us behind. I give you thanks that your grace is so abundant that no matter who we are, where we stand, what we do, that we are being invited into relationship with you. And because of that, we are being invited into heaven. We are being invited to be a part of the kingdom of God. And so, God, I pray that just as we have received that same type of grace, that same type of love, that we may be a church who extends that type of grace and love to the whole world, that we may bring about heaven here and now by simply sharing what's been shared with us. God, you made room for us even though we were undeserving of it. May we make room for others even if we think they're undeserving of it. God, push us nudge us, challenge us. I pray this in your most precious and most glorious name. Amen.